This portion of the Cliff Notes podcast is brought to you by Tolly and Associates, Little Caesars of St. Joseph, John Anderson Insurance, Meyerhofer Funeral Home and Crematory, Miljavik Electric, Musser Construction, Greg Kastner, Voice of the Bishop of Blonde Golden Eagles, and the St. Joseph Mustangs, Brent and Angie Lawson, Travis and Amber DeBoard, Jason and Mary Watkins, Matt and Jenny Busby, Brian and Rebecca Viertaler, Fruit and Thaw Primary Care, the Michelle Cook Group, Russell Book and Bookball 365, Beast Tees and Embroidery, Janelle Glidewell of Lightstar Financial, KT Logistics LLC, Hicks and Klein Funeral Home, James L. Griffin Law Firm of Maysville, Toby Prusman of Premier Land and Auction Group, Barnes Roofing, the St. Joseph School District, Patrick Lyle Insurance, Sintos, the Hi Ho Bar and Grill, HK Quality Sheet Metal, Redmond Farms in Maysville, Robin Stacia Studer, Jeff and Michelle Zeit, Melissa Wynn, Gabe Edgar, and Daisy Fresh NMLS 244215. Thank you guys all for your support and patronage to the Cliff Notes Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, we are here on the Cliff Notes Podcast. I'm your host, Clifton Groups. It is Thursday night, November the 9th, 2023. We got a big time show lined up for you as several seniors put their pen to paper for National Signing Day throughout the week to make the next big decisions in their life. Also, we have um, state swimming updates. We got a college basketball preview as Missouri Western Northwest will be opening up their basketball seasons tomorrow night. And we have the Week 12 high school football pregame shows. We got district championships through Class 2 and 6 and Class 1 through the semifinals. Also, Quarterfinal action in the state of Kansas as we got two local Kansas teams left in the postseason. We'll get to all that here in just a few minutes. Let's begin here with some National Signing Day decisions. As I said, some local seniors are making some big-time decisions in their life, putting pen to paper throughout the week. Let's start off at Central. As senior softball standout Zoe Trotter made her college decision official today, signing with the University of St. Thomas in Minneapolis to continue her playing career. Trotter is a multiple-time All-City, All-Conference, All-District, and All-Region selection. Trotter took the time after putting the pen to paper to talk to the media about her big day. Well, obviously, you know, we knew this was happening for a while, and to make it official and to have everybody here today, uh, pretty special to say the least. Yeah, absolutely. A lot of a lot of my friends came out and got to have some coaches come out too, which is really special. Just having getting to see like all those people that were there supporting me all in one spot was really special for me. What was the recruiting process like? Obviously. Jim up there at St. Thomas probably changed some things once she took that job up there too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so my recruiting process was a little slower. Um, I definitely took it day by day, tournament by tournament, stuff like that. Um, ultimately, with how much my travel ball team plays in the summer, I just went out and did the best that I could every tournament um, so that, you know, coaches could see the best of me and see what they could get. So um, slower for me, but um, ended up in a great place where I want to be. Is there ever any doubt that once Jing got there, that's where you may end up? Um, never doubt, but I also did want to see what my options would be. So didn't want to close myself off to anything, but, you know, obviously knew that that was going to be an option. Um, and we talked at the beginning of the season, but to get to play your last year with Buzz and given the relationship he has with Jen, I mean, how much more special did that make that? It was unbelievable at the end of the season. You know, we did talk at the beginning of the season. 
just rounding off that season with him, it was just so incredibly special to me and the other seniors. Um, we had a lot of fun. We have a dollar jar for him for any time he said baseballs instead of softballs. Like, it was just, it was a lot of fun this season, you know. Um, getting the girls to kind of open up to him as well and everybody kind of know what he's about and know what we were going to, you know, turn our program to be about, really. So, it, I can't say enough how thankful I am for him and how the season was for my last year. You know, it's just, it was incredible. You guys mentioned that you had that knack for knowing someone who doesn't, have the heart in it but also knowing that you can see someone who wants it does that come from being a coach's kid growing up too or where does that come from um you know I think that does have a lot to do with it I've been around a lot of practices whether it's football or softball um so I kind of see what the everyday should look like I see you know what every rep should look like every swing every ground ball you take like all that stuff so um you know what I think it does kind of come from that, but also knowing how I work and my work ethic, stuff like that. Um, just knowing what it takes and knowing if other people within themselves know that they know what it takes and helping them get there as well. This family has given a lot to the city uh, in sports, and you know, you're the last trotter to come through here. Uh, it's not quite over yet, a whole other semester, but um, what has, to speak for the rest of your family, like what has your guys' time at this school and in this city meant to you guys? You know, this last year, me and my dad have kind of thought about it a lot. Yeah. Of like, you know, we've got people coming up to us in hallways, kids from the school that are, just say hi to us every day that might not exactly have class with them or know who they are, but they, they know who we are and, you know, enjoy being around us at least a little bit to say hi. So uh, we think that's really special. You know, obviously he had a very successful last year for his coaching, which is super special for us. Um, you know, softball being what it was, you know, it was just really special for all of us this last year. You know what you're majoring in yet? Um, I'm looking in either exercise science or something along sports media. So. The St. Thomas Tommies softball team are coached by former Missouri Western coach and Zoe's stepmom, Jen Bagley Trotter, who's in her fourth year in the program. Trotter coached the Griffins for 20 seasons and amassed a school and MIAA record 676 wins. During her time as the Griffins head coach, Coach joined us also to talk about the newest addition to the Tommy softball program. Coach, um, you know, uh, full circle, you know, not only uh, professionally, but personally as well. Just um, give your thoughts and feelings and just the emotions of today. Yeah, we're, I mean, as a family, we're all very excited. Um, as a coach, I'm also excited. Um, but Zoe's been in my dugout since she was little. I was looking through pictures this morning of her, you know, in the dugouts and on road trips with us. And so um, I've missed her the last couple of years being there. So it'll be great to be able to spend the next four with her back where she belongs with us. Mm-hmm. About when did the dialogue kind of start between you and Zoe that this could be a realistic possibility? You know, I think when I took the job at St. Thomas, and, and at first it was a little tongue-in-cheek. Um, and to be honest, it was really tricky because I didn't want her to feel obligated. I didn't. I wanted her to have a pure recruiting experience um, because I certainly wanted, if she said yes, I wanted her to say yes, luckily the way that she did, which was excited, felt good about it. And um, so to get to that moment was, I mean, there were some, there were some tricky moments for sure. Yeah. Yeah. What about her, her as a player wanted, you, wanted for you to recruit her? Yeah. I, I mean, Zoe's just athletic, and she's fast, and she's explosive. And a lot of our recruiting at St. Thomas right now is recruiting players very similar to Zoe um, with where we are as a program. We need good athletes that we can use the strength of our staff and development to get the best softball out of. And she is 
the exact example of that. Um, that is athletically, but then just her personality. I've been watching how she's handled her teams and in her leadership roles and, and the kind of kid she is in a dugout. And um, I know that's the right kind of people that we want within our program, too. Probably the cherry on top. She got to play for Buzzer last year here, right? Oh, it was awesome. That was awesome. I That made my heart so happy. Um, you know, because not only because I know Buzz had her best intentions in mind and was going to do a great job for her uh, as, a, as a good, strong coach, but Buzz is smart and he's good at, at all the things that she needed extra work on. And so she actually got really coached this, um, this fall in a way that she really needed. But, yeah, that was awesome. It's kind of like the Trotter home stretch here in St. Joe at, at Central <laughs> and otherwise. Uh, you know, this family's given so much to so many different sports. Um, I know you've been gone a little bit, but just what can you say about what this town and what your time here has meant to this entire family? Yeah, you know, it's it's funny. Last weekend when I, I came for the football game and was driving around, I'm like, it feels different now. Yes, I've been gone for a couple of years, but this really does feel like okay, this is happening, we're actually leaving. It's been over 20 years that we've been here. And, um, you know, this community has has done a lot to help us raise three really good humans. Um, and the school has provided a lot of support in that and good people around us. You know, David Lau for, you know, giving Reggie the head coaching job here to allow us to stay here, you know. Um, that does not go without being mentioned. So, um, yeah, it's a little bit, it's bittersweet to say the least. I'm, I'm happy to get my family up there, but it's going to be hard to say uh, goodbye to St. Joe. A huge thank you to Zoe Trotter and Coach Jen Bagley-Trotter for joining the media here to talk about the big-time signing today. Congratulations to everybody involved there, family, coaches, and Zoe there involved. Congratulations on your big day. There hasn't been very many golf programs that have been better in the last four years than the Bishop LeBlanc boys. Today, seniors Tim Johnston, Pat Johnston, and Davis Youngbluth signed their national letters of intent to join former teammates Sam Shubrell and Pat and Tim's brother Jeffrey Johnston as Griffins next season. All three were key contributors to the two state championships and a runner-up finish the last three seasons. Tim is also coming off a Class 3 individual championship this past season as well. All three talked to the media after signing on with Missouri Western. Well, this has been something of a tradition now between these two programs, uh, five LeBlanc players. For you three to do it together and to be continuing your career in this town at the next level, uh, what does this day mean to you guys? Yeah, it means a lot. Uh, this is definitely something we've kind of strived for throughout our high school career. And it means a lot to be able to play with Jeff and Sammy and, and get the whole team back together. Yeah, I thought it was pretty cool for all of us to be able to sign together, and I didn't really think that would ever happen, and I'm glad that we all get to play again, like freshman year. Uh, it means a lot. I'm really excited. It's been a big goal we've all had for a while, and uh, it's great that we'll be able to do it together. Was there ever any doubt where you guys wanted to go play, or was it always kind of get the group back together that you had your freshman year? I mean, for me anyway, it was, I just wanted to get back together and play with Jeff for at least one more year. Yeah. Once Jeff went to Missouri Western, I just wanted to play with him again. Yeah, once I've seen so many good players play at Mo West and great coaches, I just knew it was the right place for me. I mean, all five of you, Jeff included, were on, and Sam, on that 2021 team. I mean, could you have ever pictured two years later that you'd all be in black and gold? No, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> 
yeah, no, that was a good team. We have some good memories, and uh, hopefully we can make some more. And then for Coach Thrasher to take over the program like a year and a half ago, I know he's known you guys a long time, and um, everyone's been pretty responsive to him and enthusiastic about him. What's it mean to have him kind of leading the program there? It means a lot. He's been He's been very supportive of us for a while, and he's always, you know, talked to us and, and wanted us to be better, and it's a good, good guy to play for. I want to thank Tim Patton Davis for joining us as well. Congratulations to you guys on signing with the Missouri Western Boys Golf Program. State swimming results today. Savannah had a couple of relay teams make the finals today as Noah Gould, Isaiah Compton, Owen Marincheck, and Abram Marincheck set a school record in the 200 medley relay with a time of 1 minute 43, 143.87 to book a ticket to the finals tomorrow. Gould also qualified for the finals in the 100 backstroke. Isaiah Compton hit a PR in the 100 breaststroke with a time of 105.38. Noah Gould finishes 27th in the 100 butterfly. And a 400 free relay of Gould, Marincheck, Marincheck, and Compton finished at 335.02 and finishing 27th. And the 200 free relay, also finishing in 27th place, was Xander Rogers, Owen, and Abram Marincheck, and Isaiah Compton. Congratulations to you guys on making it to state. We will we will have a recap of the finals on tomorrow night's edition of the Posted Notes. The Central Indian Swim Team will also be making the trip to state. Their their state run will begin on Friday night as Alex Patterson, Kenyon Larkin, Christian Field, and Andrew Bird made the field across several events. Patterson will compete in the medley relay, the 100 freestyle, and the 200 free relay. Larkin will compete in the 200 medley relay, 100 butterfly, 100 breaststroke, and the and the 200 freestyle relay. Field will compete in the 200 medley relay, 200 freestyle relay, 500 freestyle, and the 200 free relay. While Bird will be round off the team with the 200 medley relay and the 200 freestyle Relay, we will bring you results of those on tomorrow night's edition of the Post-it Notes as well. The opening of the local college basketball season kicks off this weekend as Missouri Western and Northwest, both their women's and men's teams, will open up their seasons coming up this weekend. For the Missouri Western women, they will open up their season at the St. Joseph Civic Arena and the Division II Women's Basketball Central Region Showcase. The two-day event will feature the Missouri Western at 7.30 tomorrow night as they take on Winona State as Candy Whitaker begins year number five as the Griffins head coach. The tournament will also include MIAA member Fort Hayes State as well as Minot State, Southern Nazarene, Minnesota State, Fort Hayes, Fort Hayes State, Southeastern Oklahoma State, and Concordia St. Paul. Also, the Hillier Tip-Off Classic will begin at the Missouri Western Fieldhouse as the Northwest and Missouri Western men will kick off their season in St. Joe. The number one ranked Missouri Western Bearcats will take on Northern State, a rematch of the uh, regional final a couple of years ago. Also, at the Hillier Tip-Off Classic will be Southeastern Oklahoma State and Southwest Minnesota State. Those games will begin at 1 o'clock tomorrow at the MWSU Fieldhouse. Week 12 of the high school football season will be upon us on Friday night as well. Let's kick it off here by previewing some district championship games and some semifinal games. In Class 3, District 8, 
Maryville will return to the Hound Pound to host St. Pius in a rematch of a 46-42 game back in week four where the Spoof Hounds pulled off a last-minute touchdown to defeat the Warriors there in that one. Derek Quinlan broke the single-game passing record, and Delton Davis broke the single-game receiving record in that game as well. Should be a good one there in the Hound Pound. Head coach Matt Webb joined us earlier in the week to break down that matchup and give a preview of what to expect from this matchup with St. Pius. Ladies and gentlemen, we are here on the Cliff Notes Podcast. It is District Championship Week. Here as we are previewing the Class 3 District 8 Championship game between St. Pius the 10th and the Maryville Spoof Hounds. We are here with Spoof Hound coach Matt Webb. Coach, how are you? Doing great, Clifton. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm excited. This is one of my favorite times of the year, District Championship Week. Um, we're getting closer to the end here. So, um, Coach, before we talk about the big game on Friday, let's talk about the game last Friday. Uh, guys, opening up your portion of district play with a 47-8 victory over Cameron in the district semifinals. Coach, just talk to us about the game. Well, I thought we played really well. You know, I thought, um, you know, having, uh, you know, our, our our bye week, you know, beforehand and, and the way we, we operated there and um, really got ourselves, you know, better and, and got healthy and felt like, you know, we were ready for a playoff run. And um, the guys came out really motivated, really focused, um, you know, Obviously, you know, we scored on on every possession in the first half except the the last one um, on offense and, and you know, held them to, to zero points up until the, you know, kind of the, the last uh, couple plays of the game. So, you know, thought um, we operated well in all three phases and uh, very pleased with our, uh, you know, our focus and, and energy on the night. Um, had some players make some really good plays. Derek Quinlan threw for four touchdowns and ran for one. Um, obviously Delton Davis caught two touchdown passes and, um, defensively, I just felt like we did a really good job on third down and got off the field and did a, did a good job of stopping their run game. Well, coach, uh, let's talk about this Friday. This Friday is a rematch of week four, um, very high scoring game back in week four between you guys and St. Pius, um, another district championship game for you guys. It seems like it's very routine for this football program. Coach, just talk about, um, Playing St. Pius, the rematch, and then it's for a district title. Well, you know, it, it, um, it back in week four seems like a long time ago. Um, you know, both teams have have really, you know, kind of, you know, done a great job throughout the season. I mean, it's, it's a great matchup back in week four. And, um, you know, when you looked at see, to see where districts, you know, where they were grouped and, and both of us being in the same one, I think um, both programs kind of kind of felt like we might be here in the end again. So, um, you know, just following their their team. I mean, man, they're they're just as dominant now if, um, as they were back then. Um, it was a it was a shootout. We won forty six to forty two. Um, it was a classic football game that um, you know I think you know everybody kind of remembers and um, the way it came down to, to us being able to intercept the football at the end um, was huge. But um, man, they're they're playing great. You know, Coach Simone's done a great job. Um, again, I'll say the same things I have in, in the past about. I mean, they've they've been able to really attract a lot of really good talent there in, in the Northland area of Kansas city and um, from facility upgrades and, and, you know, um, different players moving in and, and, and just, um, and beyond that there, you know, you, so when you combine that with really good coaching um, you've got a recipe for a really great football program and that's what they've got. you know, they've only lost since our loss earlier in the year. I think their only losses to St. James, a, a dominant program out of Kansas and, 
Um, you know, when you look at the two programs combined, you know, the other out-of-conference game for us was Luther North, um, you know, since then. And, and everybody else is, you know, both teams have, have won everybody else, you know, as far as common opponents. And then we were fortunate to to get a win against Luther North. So I think that's the only difference between the two programs. But uh, I'm expecting a great football game. They're, they're really good. Well, Coach, I'm definitely looking forward to following the game. Should be a great game. Always an outstanding game between these two programs, Coach. Thank you so much for joining me once again, and good luck to you guys on a quest for another district title. Thank you, Clifton. And we have the Class 2 District 8 Championship as the number one seeded East Buchanan Bulldogs will take on three seeded Mid Buchanan. Mid Buchanan is coming off a 20 7 win over Trenton, holding a Bulldogs team that averages over 30 points a game to just seven and containing one of the best running backs in Northwest Missouri in Gabe Novak. Dragons coach Aaron Fritz joined me earlier in the week to break down this huge matchup with East Buchanan. And we are here on the Cliff Notes Podcast here. We are on the Week 12 edition of the High School Football Pregame Show. It is our Cliff Notes Podcast Game of the Week. It is District Championship Week. Class 2 District 8 Championship as Mid-Buck faces East Buck in the Battle of the Buchanans with so much more on the line. What's up, man? How you doing? I'm doing good, man. I'm doing good. You know, um, district championship week is one of my favorite weeks of the year. So, you know, I'm glad to be talking to you. Glad you're here. So, um, Coach, let's talk about how you got to this point here. Um, made a road trip to Trenton last Friday night. Picked up a very impressive 20-7 to win over the Bulldogs. Coach, just give me your thoughts on the game. Yeah, it, honestly, man, it was a good win for our program. Uh, they are a good football team. Uh, they were 9-1 and one going into it for a reason, and, and they beat people up uh, physically um, with the way they play their wing tee offense and the way they play defense. And they also have some speed where they can beat you with their speed. And uh, we knew it would be a big challenge going up there and playing at a different venue that we'd never been to before. And honestly, our kids couldn't have come out any better, man. Started off, scored right away, feeling good. And then we give up a score right away, and, and it kind of even the game back up. And you never know how kids are going to react because you just can't get in their heads and know what's going on. But we, we didn't panic. We drove down again. Um, didn't score, but we should have. And it, I mean, But we did some good things, and they drove down the field. And instead of us getting upset about it and letting it snowball, we turned them over and then drove down the field and scored on a 96-yard drive before halftime. So we, uh, we did some good things. We did some bad things. But I thought we showed a lot of character and grew up a lot and uh, – like I said, man, what a good win for us. That's a good football team we were able to beat, and um, we found our way to another district title game. So hopefully um, we keep that momentum going and see if we can come out and do something positive again this week. Absolutely. I thought it was impressive, Coach, how you, um, you know, you kept the team that scores over 30 points a game to seven. Um, you know, Gabe Novak's one of the top runners in northwest Missouri, you know, kind of holding him out of the end zone a little bit. So, Coach, a very, very impressive win for you guys. But let's talk about this week here. I um, mean, you, you and I, we've talked about this rivalry for how many years now? Going on about four here. It's mid-buck, east-buck. It doesn't need any introduction. A district championship is on the line three out of the last four years that this play, that the playoff game has come down to the district title. You know, four years in a row you guys have played in the playoffs, Coach. Give me your thoughts on this Friday. Well, they're still good. Um, you know, we played them a month ago, and, um, we've we've changed a lot since then. Uh, Rafe got hurt. Our quarterback did in the third play of the game, and and we lost him for the rest of the season there. And um, we've kind of changed how we do things now. And 
Um, we've been fortunate enough to find ways to win since then. So um, uh, we're going to have to come out and do a lot of good things because they're a really good football team, man. They're big. They're fast. They're physical. They're well-coached. Um, everything that you hear about good teams and what they have, that is exactly what East Buchanan has. Um, I mean, Trevor Klein's still really good. Mason Brown's still really good. Mears is good in the middle of their defense. Nick Klein's good in the middle of their defense. Um, they just have so many guys in different spots, and, and they've done a good job of mixing some different kids in. And then when Hensley started playing again, after uh, it looked like he might be out a while, now he's back playing and going to play some offense, I'm sure, against us too because he's getting healthy. Um, they just got themselves back to 100%. And uh, we know that they're going to come out ready to play. We know they're going to come out ready to get after us, and we got to do a good job of making sure we match and set the level of intensity so we can go out and give ourselves an opportunity to compete and, and see what happens from there. Well, Coach, I'm definitely looking forward to the game again. It is our Cliftos Podcast Game of the Week for Week 12 District Championship Week, Class 2 District 8 Championship. That game is in Gower at 7 o'clock. Coach, uh, again, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast. I'm looking forward to seeing you at the game on Friday. Hey, look forward to it, man. Always enjoy talking to you. Thank you so much, Coach Fritz, for joining us on the podcast. East Buchanan is the number one seed in the Class 2 District 8 tournament, having a first-round bye coming off a 66-14 win over Brookfield, a game where the Bulldogs clicked on all sides of the football in the big-time game there. And over the last past five or six seasons, maybe Buchanan and East Buchanan have matched up in the playoffs every single year, whether it's been a district semifinal or whether it's a district championship. It seems like both of these teams that rode to the state to the state championship has went through the other. Head coach Dan Ritter of the East Buchanan Bulldogs joined me once again to preview this huge matchup against the Mid Buchanan Dragons. And ladies and gentlemen, we are continuing on with our preview of our Clip Dust Podcast Game of the Week. It is the Class 2 District 8 Championship game taking place in Gower, Missouri, as the East Buchanan Bulldogs host the Mid Buchanan Dragons in another installment of the Battle of the Bucks. Bulldog head coach Dan Ritter is here joining me. Coach, welcome back to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. Absolutely, Coach. Um, let's talk about the game last week here. Um you guys opened up um, district play um, after receiving a bye. You, you opened up with a pretty impressive 66-14 to 14 win over Brookfield. Coach, just go over the game with us. Yeah, our boys really showed up to play that game. Uh, by halftime, it was 58, or sorry, 52-8. to eight. Uh, We did have a couple mishaps, but honestly, that's what you want in a district semifinal game. So you can kind of see your mistakes, and then you can uh, correct those things going into the next week. So, we did give up a score, a couple trick plays that, that kind of got us. So uh, we've practiced some trick play type uh, stuff, and, and I believe that we're ready to go for, for anything any team has to offer us. Uh, we're, we're excited as far as defense goes. Offensively, our guys were rolling. I mean, they got the job done. Trevor scored four times, but then you had Aiden Smith showing up big uh, with a big-time 60-some yard touchdown uh, run. And then you also had some receivers really step up. So, like Dylan Davidson, he's always been that number four or five receiver for us. He had 60 yards receiving. So, uh, we had some kids really step up and do some good things offensively. Defensively, we had some guys uh, make some huge plays. Mason Brown with a huge pick six. Nathaniel Fortney with a huge pick for us. And even um, Caden Ray had a giant pick on a, on a big fourth down play. So, those kids did some really good things for us. 
Well, Coach, I mean, let's talk about this district championship game here. It's the, uh, it's the third straight year you've been in a district championship game. Uh, it's a rivalry game. You know, knowing you and me, we've talked about this rivalry for four years now. It needs no introduction here. Mid Buchanan comes to town, rematch from week nine of the season, a 35 to six win for you guys. Uh, coach, just talk about, um, facing your rivals and then, um, facing them for a district championship. Oh sure. To try to avoid saying the same cliche stuff, I'll just uh, I'll just say they know us just about as good as anybody. They know what plays we're going to run. They know what kind of defense we're going to run. I mean, they we both know each other pretty well. Uh, now it's it's basically a slug match between two uh, heavyweights. Uh, I think Mid Buchanan is very good. I think they may even be better than they were when we played them in Week Eight, as they had to change quarterbacks and do some different things. Now they're back to kind of their M.O. of of running some quarterback uh, lead and and quarterback power, quarterback counter. Uh, Their quarterback can run now. Uh, Chris is a good little quarterback, and and, uh, they do some good things. Uh, But also uh, they've gotten back to the ratio of run the pass that they've, you know, they haven't been in for a while. They were passing the ball all all over the place, but now they're kind of back to what they were doing before and controlling the clock. Same with their defense. They held Trenton to just seven points last week, and that's a 9-1 and one football team. So uh, if, if we're not ready to go, we're going to have a rough night. So uh, they came and held us to only 21 points last year in our, on a really cold game at our house, and uh, we had a really good team back then too. So uh, we know they're a good team, and we're going to have to play well. Well, Coach, uh, this is one of my favorite rivalries um, in the area. Looking forward to it. Looking forward to it with a district championship on the line. Looking forward to being there in the house. Um, Coach, thank you so much for uh, joining me, and we'll talk to you and the boys tomorrow night. Oh, absolutely. Thank you, sir. We're glad you're coming. A huge thank you to Coach Ritter for joining me as well. Again, Mid Buchanan at East Buchanan is our Cliff Notes podcast game of the week for Week 12. We will have photos of the game as well as post-game from that game on tomorrow night's edition of the Post-it Notes. In Class 1, District 4, semifinal action tomorrow night as Marceline will travel to Milan and Penny will travel to Western. Winner of those two games will match up for the Class 1, District 4 championship next week. North Platte is at home in the Class 1, District 3 semifinals. They will be hosting Crestridge. A win by the Panthers, they will host the district championship a week from Friday, in the 8-man district championships and 8-man district 7, Worth County will look to avenge a loss to Platte, to Platte Valley in the district championship game. A 34-30 win by Platte Valley back in week 1. But Worth County has won every single game since then. So that should be a heck of a matchup there. Worth County at Platte Valley in Bartered on Friday night. Also, 8-man district 6, East Atchison is at South Holt. Knights coming off a huge comeback win over Mound City last Friday night as they look to hold off a stiff challenge from the East Atchison program, which is getting healthy at the right time. Wolves are coming off a win over Nottoway Valley a week ago. Again, East Atchison at South Holt. That game is in Oregon on Friday. A-Man District 5 Championship. St. Joe Christian coming off their first playoff win since 2016. A 26-20 win over Bishop LeBlanc. Lions now have a matchup with Plattsburgh. Head coach Troy Shank of the St. Joe Christian Lions joined me to preview the scouting report and a look at the Plattsburgh Tigers. And ladies and gentlemen, we are continuing on the Clifton's podcast. It is the week 12 high school football pregame shows. We are previewing all of our district championship games. 
including the eight-man District 5 championship game between the Plattsburgh Tigers and the St. Joe Christian Lions. Joining me right now, back with us on the podcast, is Tiger coach Brandon Boswell. Coach, welcome back. Hey, Clifton. Glad to be here. Absolutely glad to have you on, Coach. Um, first of all, congratulations on the tremendous regular season, a great finish to the regular season. Um, coach, let's uh, let's talk about the game last week. You guys opened up um, district play, your guys' portion of district play, with a impressive 72 to nothing win over DeKalb. Coach, just go over the game. Uh, yeah, we, we, we played really well. Um, you know, having a bye week, uh, you're always nervous as a coach, worried about uh, how rusty your kids might be. But we, you know, we just emphasized tempo with the kids all week and um, going into the game. And, and we got the opening kickoff and um, were able to score in about four plays um, uh, from there. And, and then on DeKalb's first, possession uh they they ran a speed option and fumbled it and isaiah howard recovered it and we were able to score in a couple plays from there so just getting getting on them pretty quickly and and having success i think was uh just too much too much to overcome so um it's uh it was it was good i think we ended up having uh five different five different guys score touchdowns um, even some young guys, Tyler Ariano, our sophomore quarterback, had a touchdown pass to uh, Jaden Shonaber and, um, you know, Gavin Boyle, Ryland Langton got in the end zone, Dante got in the end zone, and then we also scored on defense. Uh, Gavin Carter had a pick six. Um, so we just, we did a lot of things well, and, and it was good to see, very proud of our kids. Well, Coach, um, definitely that's it. Uh, congratulations on the win there. Um, Coach, let's talk about this week here. Uh, Eight-man District 5 championship game. Um, guys, um, looking for your guys' first district championships since 2016, hosting St. Joe Christian. This is a Lions team that's been very improved over the last couple of years. Uh, back in 2019 and 20, they had a uh, they had a they had a couple of years where they combined it with Northland Christian as an eleven man team. Didn't work out there. Went back to eight man football. Kind of struggled their first couple of years, but now they're up to seven wins now on the season. Coach, just talk about the matchup with St. Joe Christian in playing for a district title. Well, yeah. First of all, we're we're very fortunate and grateful to just have this opportunity. Like you said, twenty sixteen was the last time uh, Plattsburgh won a district title. So you know, and just our our journey over the last several years is uh it's been a difficult one and so just to be in this position is i think is a big deal a testament to you know how hard our kids have worked and and uh just their their willingness to commit and do what we've asked them to do um going into this game i you know i i truly believe this will be uh probably one of the more difficult games we've had to play St. Joe Christian uh, comes in with plenty of confidence. Um, had a big win over LeBlanc last week. Uh, I thought on film just looked uh, fantastic in terms of their run game uh, behind Peyton Hausman and and Cy Carlson. I mean, those guys are just really good football players. Uh, Cy is a kid that that can beat you with his legs, uh, taking a handoff in the backfield, and then uh, you can go out and spread out a little bit and stretch the field. So they definitely have some playmakers and, and uh, Peyton Hausman on the defensive side of the ball is a really good linebacker. 
Uh, they got some decent size up front, a couple big kids that that um, will match up well with us. So, you know, I just look at them as a, a team that's somewhat multiple offensively in their ability to pack it in and run the ball right right at you with some uh, ISO plays or some some buck sweep and then some uh, like counters off of that and misdirection and then uh, just their ability to to also spread it out and beat you with the option game they you know their quarterback does a good job of taking care of the ball and uh, so you know it'll be it'll be a really difficult matchup for us I, I told our kids again toughest game we played this year but um, you know our kids are just hungry and they're excited and and just for this opportunity to to not just be in a district championship game but get to host a district championship game and so we know that our community will show up and and um, we'll have a lot of support, and it's going to be a great atmosphere. Well, Coach, looking forward to seeing how that one plays out. Um, again, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast. Congratulations to getting to this point, and, um, and we will talk to you again soon. Yeah, Clifton, always get, glad to do it, man. A huge thank you to St. Joe Christian Coach Troy Shank for joining me on the podcast. They will be taking on the Plattsburgh Tigers, who took care of business last Friday night with a 72 to nothing win over the cab to maintain their undefeated record on the season. The first year in eight-man is the first district championship appearance for the Tigers since 2016. Plattsburgh will be looking to maintain their undefeated season. Head coach Brandon Boswell joined me to look at the matchup with St. Joe Christian. And we're continuing here our Week 12 High School Football pregame show here on the Cliff Dust Podcast, continuing our preview of the 8-man District 5 championship game as the Plattsburgh Tigers host the St. Joe Christian Lions. Here with me right now is Lions coach Troy Shank. Coach, welcome back. Yeah, thanks for having me back. Um, good to hear from you again. Well, coach, it's always good to hear from you, coach. Um, last week, um, it was our Clip Notes podcast game of the week as you guys hosted Bishop LeBlond. Um, I know that we talked um, post-game, but a 26-20 win over the Golden Eagles, um, coach. Um Walk me through your thoughts on the game a few days later. Yeah, and so um had some had some time to kind of um, evaluate things. And, you know, I'm super proud of our guys um, that, you know, they uh, we were talking like, you know, LeBlanc's got a good football team and, you know, they got a lot of kids on, on their roster. I think they're the top roster team in, you know, eight man. And so, um, you know, we're floating around, you know, 15, 16 kids. And so I'm proud of the way they fought. I'm proud of just, you know, everything that they've accomplished this year and just, you know, um, how the, you know, how they fought that whole game and, um, you know, a lot of emotions go into it. Um, but, you know, um, we got, we got to move forward. We got another game this week. Well, coach, uh, definitely congratulations on the week. Congratulations on the season so far, but coach, um, you got yourself in a position right now. Um, you go from, Having just one win in the last two years of eight-man football, last uh, one win in the last four years, to have seven wins and have yourselves at a district championship game on Friday night, a trip to Plattsburgh. The Tigers undefeated on the season. They've been very impressive, very in- explosive in their first year of eight-man football. I know a lot of great athletes on that team. I know everybody knows the name Isaiah Howard if you on the football and the basketball side. Coach, just give me your scouting report and your thoughts on the game Friday night. Yeah, um, I think you hit the nail on the head. They're they're a very athletic team, and um, they've been scoring a lot of points this year. 
And, um, you know, Isaiah Howard's obviously a heck of a quarterback and is having a great year. And so, um, you know, we're going to, we're going to do everything we can to um, hopefully slow them down a little bit. And, um, you know, we're going to have to, we're going to have to play our best game of the year and we're going to have to fight our hardest, um, to get in this game. Well, Coach, uh, thank you so much for joining me. Again, uh, congratulations on the season so far. Looking forward to seeing how the game plays out on Friday night. And um, thank you so much for joining me once again, and we look forward to talking to you again soon. Thanks, Clifford. A huge thank you to Plattsburgh head coach Brandon Boswell for once again joining the podcast against St. Joe Christian at Plattsburgh in Plattsburgh on Friday night. In Kansas, we still got two Kansas teams left in the 4A and 2A playoffs in Kansas 4A. The Atchison Phoenix will host Tolganoxie. Atchison is undefeated, still undefeated on the season. Tolganoxie comes in to the game with an 8-2 record on the season. The winner of that game will take on the winner of Baser Linwood and St. Thomas Aquinas in next Friday's 4A semifinals. In 2A, Sabetha will host Humboldt. The game will take place at Sabetha on Friday night. The winner of that game will take on the winner of Nemahoff Central and Osage City in next Friday's Kansas 2A semifinal. That will do it for tonight's show. I want to thank um, Zoe Trotter, Jen Bagley Trotter, Tim Johnson, Pat Johnston, Davis Youngbluth, uh, Matt, Coach Matt Webb from the Maryville Spoofhounds, East Buchanan Coach Dan Ritter, Mid Buchanan Coach Aaron Fritz, Plattsburgh head coach Brandon Boswell and St. Joseph Christian coach Troy Shank for all the interviews throughout the week to make this show possible. Tonight, again, high school football on Friday night. State swimming coverage continues tomorrow night and the opening of college basketball season. We will see you guys tomorrow night for another edition of the Post-it Notes.